Lord, we ask that you bless every heart and every soul in this house today. Father, we ask that you bless their families, their extended families. Father, we ask that you speak to them. Speak, Lord. For only if you speak, God, will our hearts and minds be changed. Only if you speak, God, that you can make our seemingly impossible circumstances come to reality in God that you can manifest yourself in any shape, form, or fashion. And you can be our very present help in the time of trouble. Speak, Lord. Lord, if you speak right now, those who are ailing, those who are sick, those who are overwhelmed, they can be healed. Lord, if you speak, those who are discomforted and those who are abandoned and hurt, misused and abused, they can be taken up into your arms and they can be cared for in the tenderness of your love. Speak, Lord. Speak right now, God, that we may hear, understand, and obey. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Amen. Standing. to the book of Acts. Turn me with me to the book of Acts. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts of the Apostles. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts of the Apostles. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts of the Apostles. Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. You'll find it between those books. New Testament book. Acts, Acts. Exactly, in fact, the 44th book of the Bible. Some 28 chapters. Some 1,007 words. In the book of Acts, you'll find some, oh, I'm sorry, some 1,007 verses. It is some 24,250 words. In the name of Jesus, in the book of Acts, it raises 75 questions. In the book of Acts, Acts of the Apostles, Acts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts of the Apostles, Romans. Turn with me now to the 17th chapter. The 17th chapter. The 17th chapter. reading from the New King James translation and I'll be translating back and forth from the message Bible. They passed through Amphilus and Apollonia. They came to Thessalonica where there was a synagogue of Jews. And then Paul, as was his custom, went into them and for three Sabbaths reasoned with them from the scriptures explaining and demonstrating that Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead and, and saying, this Jesus whom I preach to you is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and a great multitude of devout Greeks and not a few leading women joined Paul and Silas. But those who were not persuaded, becoming envious, 
took some of the evil men from the marketplace. Gathering a mob set all the city in an uproar and attacked the house of Jason. And they sought to bring him out to the people. But when they did not find him, they dragged Jason and some brother to the rulers of the city, crying out, these who have turned the world upside down have come here too. Tell somebody, that's right, I'm here too. I come here too. If your world ain't upside down yet, I, by the time you get through with me, I, your world will be upside down. I think I'm going to just stop right there. There's a, in the name of Jesus, you are blessed for the hearing and receiving of the word. Amen. I'm going to continue in this developing a series on thriving and not just surviving. In this particular part, we deal with the consequences of thriving. The there, are, there are some consequences. God bless you. The psalmist, bless you, bless you, bless you. There are some consequences associated with it. Last week, we talked about that as Jeremiah preached to us and Jeremiah was telling us that, go ahead, get comfortable. Go ahead, when you're taken into captivity, when you gotta deal with stuff that you really don't wanna deal with, he says, go on, he said, don't worry about it. You just go on to get comfortable, but whatever situation that you're in, you learn how to thrive in it and not just survive. Jeremiah was trying to help us to understand that, that survival is just merely the, the bare minimal to sustain a existence. It is the bare minimum. It is the bare minimum. It is, it is just to sustain us for a temporary state. But if we are to thrive, it, it, we should be flourishing with growth. We should be a vigorous, in fact, if we look up the term, it talks about to vigorously flourish to vigorously grow, grow. In other words, if something is thriving, it is growing at a rapid pace beyond belief. In other words, it, it, it is increasing such to a magnitude that the, by normal standards, this would be extraordinary. Yeah. And so I wonder if the people of God are living uh, and, and living to a pace where they are living extraordinary. In other words, where they are thriving rather than surviving. I don't know about you, but many times I've gone through the week and said, if I can just make it to Friday. People, we are existing on an, an a mindset that I, I'm just trying to survive from day to day. Some of us have gone on and, and, and talked about if I, if I can just get over this cold, if I, if I can just get past this point, if I can just make this amount of money, if I can just get to this point in life. That is just mere survival mode. But God has called us to thrive. God has called us to increase. God has called us to grow. God has called us to magnify God. Oh my God. Listen, we can even turn to nature and look at nature in of itself and understand that God has ordained everything to increase. God has told us when we go back to the book of Genesis that we should subdue the world and that we should have it up under our feet. In other words, there should be nothing in the world that troubles you because you have the power of God inside of you and that there's no weapon formed against you that's going to prosper. You ought to have a mindset 
that even devils themselves have got to be subject unto you. Not sickness nor sorrow has to come to you and defeat you. Oh, there's going to be some stuff going on every now and then. But you know that this too shall pass. Do I have any believers in here? Yes, yes, there are many times that even in nature, we look at the very nature itself. And nature knows how to increase. Yes. Hallelujah. Last, I, I, last fall, last fall, then it was getting late in the year. And my bushes and things had overgrown and to the point where I couldn't handle it myself. I couldn't do anything. I called on my brother. My brother had a crew of people come out. And he had some people and some, some axes and some things. And they cut down those bushes. Oh, praise God for brothers with axes. He whipped that yard into shape and he cut it down. He whacked it and he, oh, I, I mean, he brought some stuff down that I didn't really want him to bring down. But then, but still, <laughs> praise be under God for the victory when you got folk that know how to take stuff down. Yeah. Yeah, Trent came over and did a bit of wonder. But little did I know. And I began to realize that this year I didn't have time to get back to the yard. And I thought the trimming that had taken place last year would be sufficient. What happened was not only did it grow back, but it grew back bigger than it was before. There were more vines, there were more leaves, there were more branches. And now I'm struggling once again to get this thing back under control. Even nature understands that if you cut me down, I'm coming back bigger, better, and stronger than I ever was before. God ordained it so he put it in the DNA of nature. Don't you know? He put it in the DNA of you that no matter what happens to you, you ought to thrive and not just survive. That you ought to come back bigger, better, and stronger than you ever have been before. Some of us need a good pruning every now and then. And so, when I look at this text, I, 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 I see some parallels in here that I think that we can learn from, that we can glean some, 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 some essence of God and how he wants to do and what he wants to do with us and through us. The Bible says that Paul and Silas, they came to town and it was his custom as it was to go into them and be in the synagogue and he spent three Sabbaths with them teaching them the scriptures and explaining and demonstrating that Christ had to suffer and rise again from the dead. Saying, you need to understand that if you're going to increase, if you're going to do better, be better, because you couldn't get better by yourself. He said Christ had to come and suffer for you. He, you need to understand that he wasn't just suffering to be suffering, but what he was suffering from was all of the sin and all of the transgressions that you and 
I had committed. He was teaching them that you need to understand that Christ came so that you might live. He was put in a borrowed tomb so that you might live. That he suffered because you might live. He rose from the dead so that you might live. You need to understand and get a hold of the fact that as you're walking through this life, dealing with the circumstances of this life, you have it because somebody paid the ultimate price for you. The reason you got things as well as they are is because Jesus paid the price on Calvary. You need to understand the only reason why God doesn't strike you down right now is because Jesus is standing between you and judgment. Only Jesus. Only Jesus. Look at what's happening with him. He says, He says, You need to understand that Christ suffered. And, and, and sometimes we glance over that because we we realize that 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 his suffering was only you know was from, from judgment hall to judgment hall and then on the cross and from the sixth to the ninth hour. And then it was done. But when you add up every one of our sins, yes, yes. his suffering becomes amplified and multiplied. When you add up every wrong that we have ever committed, then we begin to understand that Christ suffered so much for you and I. He talks to us, and, and as, as, as Paul is talking to us, and as, as the writer Luke of this book begins to tell us, and even from at, at 63 AD, yeah, or that, that, that he, he penned this book and put it together, we look and he says, I, I, I need you to get it together and understand that, 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 that Christ suffered. But more than that, that he rose from the dead. In other words, all of your wrong could not keep him down. All of the things that you have been going through was not enough to keep him in the grave. All of the things that the devil has thrown at you, no, 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 could not kill him in such a way that he could not ever rise again. You need to understand that Jesus said, listen, I, I need to demonstrate to you that there's nothing that's too hard for God. I need to demonstrate to you that I love you so much that I'll even overcome death itself. Jesus is saying to you that I have you in my mind, my heart, and the will of God so much so that even the grave will not be able to hold. You ought to praise God for Jesus being your intercessor. And so he, he began to explain the scriptures to them, demonstrating them and teaching over and over again. And, and, and the Bible says for about three Sabbaths that he taught them and, and instructed them, explaining to them everything that they had been studying for so long. This Jesus, whom I preach to you, is the Christ. He is the Christ. He is the Christ. He says, and some of them were persuaded. 
Praise God for the song. But I want you to take a closer look here. He says, note that he was talking or preaching or teaching in the synagogue, which suggests that they were Jews. Some of them were persuaded. And a great multitude, according to the, the, the New King James Version, it says, a great multitude of devout Greeks. If we understand the Greeks, the Greeks are considered Gentiles. And if we are considered to be Gentiles, then that means that we are, by definition, without God. Even though he was preaching to the people in the synagogue, some Greeks were hearing it. And even if they got to hear from outside, I, 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 I'm going somewhere with this to let you know that sometimes the folk around you who you expect that will understand you, that who you expect will get it, who will expect to catch on the folk that you think are going to support you, the people who have a commonality in your background, you think that they're on board with the program, they're not the ones that's gonna be with you, but there's gonna be somebody on the outside that totally gets what you're talking about, that totally understands how you suffer, totally understands how you've been through, totally understands how you love Jesus, totally understands that you've been born again. There's somebody watching you right now who may be on the outside called a Gentile, don't have a church home, don't have a God they can serve, but watching you, they get it. It's not so much of what goes on in the confines of the four walls of the church building. But there's a whole lot of testimony that goes on in the streets, in the schools, and down in your neighborhood, and in the places where you hang out. There's some testimony because if you walk in, you ought to be a living testimony. If when you show up, and people understand, we thought you were dead. We, we thought you were lost. We thought you had lost your mind a long time ago. We thought that you were gone. We thought that we would never see you again. We didn't think that you would ever rise again. We thought that you were sick unto death. We thought, but God knows how to overcome the things that people He says, he says, in the consequences, watch what happens here. He said, this Jesus that I preach to you, he, he, I want you to know that he is the Christ, that he is the Messiah. He is the anointed one, the Christos. That's what it means, the anointed one. And Christ interpreted in the Old Testament means that he is the Messiah. It says, some were persuaded, but a great multitude of Greeks. Listen, you are influencing people that you don't even know. You're making a difference for people that you have not even yet spoken to. There's somebody who, who is saved and sanctified enough in here. I got a few people in here. Watch out. Be careful who you sit next to. Because I got a couple of folk in here. I'm not going to tell you where they are and point them out to you. But there's some folk in here that if you brush up against them, you'll feel an anointing. 
In other words, you get back home and your problems will begin to work out. You don't even know they may have looked in your direction. There's some folk in here that can walk with the power of God if by merely looking in your direction and they speak the name of Jesus, then, then your problems are already solved. God is already working it out. There's somebody that you just casually sat down next to. Somebody sat in front of you. Oh, and they waved their hand and maybe your eyes locked for a moment. And in that moment, God says, I'm here. The power of the Lord is here. The glory of the Lord is here. Yeah. There's an anointing. There's an anointing in the house. There's an anointing in the house. And when you begin to look at this and understand, he said, they were persuaded and devout Greeks. They, 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 they came and, and they joined with Paul and Silas. Now, when you have that kind of influence, you're going to have some haters. When, when folk like you for, for no apparent reason, there's going to be some folk. When you accept one lunch invitation and not another, there's, there's, there's going to be some folk who are insanely jealous and upset about who you hanging with and who you're talking with. When, 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 you, when, when, when you Facebook a couple of people and make them your friends and, and you keep rejecting up, or you ain't accepted, uh, I've been sending you a friend request for how long now? You haven't, have you seen my request? When folk go to asking you about their request and, and wait a minute, if they haven't, if they haven't accepted you yet, that ought to tell you something. Let it go. Keep it moving. Roll with it. Listen, let me let me hurry. I know y'all want to go and I, 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 I'm trying to let this thing go. I'm trying to leave it alone. He said, he says, look, 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 they, but, 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 but some of the Jews, some of the folk that, that you thought were going to be with you, when they, they weren't persuaded by your testimony. They weren't persuaded by the fact that you are still here. They, they weren't persuaded by the fact that you still keep pressing on. They weren't persuaded by the fact that even though that you don't have a job like they have, but somehow you're doing better. Somehow you're, they're persuaded by the fact that, that, that they're not persuaded by the fact that, that, that God keeps on making you smile and have jo joy in your heart. That you keep on going, going, and pressing on and keeping on. They just cannot fathom, no reason, no understand how it is that you keep on moving. How it is that you keep on going. He said, because I'm not surviving, I'm thriving. I, I'm taking what's been given to me and working it to the best of my ability. I'm taking what God. Let me share with you, my, my, my son told me one time, we, we were telling him how wonderful he was doing, and, and he was doing a great job at the church. He was playing three, four different services, and, and he was like, oh, God, you got a great career going ahead. And, and he was like, that mom, I didn't come here to play drums. <laughs> yeah. 
serving notice that I just want to remind you that I'm on a mission and what I do I render unto the Lord I give to God so that God will open up more windows to give me my heart's desire I didn't come here just to keep time and play a beat but I came to conquer I came to be somebody I came to make a difference I came to do some things and accomplish those things that God promised me. Thank God. Thank God that, 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 that our young people, we've got young people all over the country who are pressing forward and continuing to do things. I told one of our young people the other day, I said, I said, I said to her, I said, the teacher, no, I said, or, or, or the, the student has now become the master. I, I, I relinquished my crown took it off to her and let her know because she kept sending me these text messages and kept telling me about pastor you need to eat better some of y'all got the messages I'm gonna call out sister Ashley Strickland Ashley is gone vegan now and, and Pat's vegetarian all the way to vegan huh I'm like, okay. And she would send pictures of food along with recipes. Until finally I broke down and I texted her back. And I said, okay, I'm going without meat for a while. And I said, praise God. She says, now the student has become the master. You can learn some stuff from young people who are striving, young people who are going forward, where I had gotten stagnant and, 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 and my body and my development and all of those things. Now here's somebody who I was encouraging to go forward. Now it's come full circle where they're encouraging me and telling me, you can make it if you try. Get out of the box that people try to put you in. Stop looking at the television. Stop looking at stuff around you. You can make it if you really want to make it. Make a difference. Make a difference. Look here. He goes on and talks about that some of them were persuaded they were enemies, but that some got all lockjawed up. They got their mind, they got their jaw twisted and faced all twerked. Yeah, 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 you know, some for, you know, some for them. And if they do it enough times, it becomes a twerk. Every time you say something. It can't stand you because you keep on praising God. Because you keep on giving God glory and because you're giving God the, 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 the glory in everything that's happening. It works on some folks' nerves when you keep on talking about Jesus. It works that it works their last nerve. They're, they're so sick of hearing about it because they have never got anything from God because they never bowed down to God. And so now they mad at you. They want to be mad at the very next day because you represent who God is. And so when you see, see somebody twerking their face, you, you're like, oh. In the name of Jesus. 
and here, here, here's a sign. Here's a sign when you got some evildoers working. Because normally they don't have enough to come at you by themselves. They, they just, just can't do it. But they like to get together and have sidebar meetings with other folks. They'll, oh, 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 and not only that, they'll go round up some people who are loud and boisterous and, and some folk that, that really don't know how to put two words together correctly and, and, and they, they'll get them to be the mouthpiece. They'll get folk that they're saying stuff about you and talking about you, bring, trying to bring you down. In other words, they will stir up some stuff uh, in the community, stir up some stuff in your family, stir up some stuff among your friends, stir up some stuff in your neighborhood, stir up some stuff in the school. They will stir it up until finally the whole city seems like it's in an uproar against you. Bible said yes, yes, yes. They they got upset. They got upset to the point that 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 they they, they went to the marketplace. You know they're gonna do it public, right? They don't do it. They, they they gathered a mob and they set the city in an uproar. And then they attacked Jason's house. What Jason got to do with this? They went to Jason's house. And Jason apparently was one of those who were converted and one of those who was blessed. See, and when you start acting like you blessed, folk mad because you blessed. And they took Jason and they drug him out and, 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 and searched his house, tore up his house, and, and, and they took his friends with him. And they took him down to the, to the courts and placed him before the people. And they said, here are these folk trying to stir up some mess in our community. In fact, let's, 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 let's get it. These who have turned the world upside down have come here to these who've been preaching the gospel these who've been testifying these who've been living in victory these who have been flourishing and thriving these who have been calling on the name of Jesus these who have been here through thick and thin and those who keep on standing in the midst of the storm these who we can't do anything with these whom we talked about but yet they still keep on rising these who we left for dead, but yet they keep on rising back up. These keep on turning the world upside down. Just tell your neighbor, keep on turning it. Just, just keep on turning it. Don't be scared. God has placed in you by your very nature to exponentially grow, to increase and to flourish. Oh, don't, don't, don't you be surprised. Let everybody else be shocked and amazed about what God is doing. How fast you rose up. How fast you came into being. How fast your existence was. How fast God blessed. How fast God delivered. How fast God healed you. How fast God. Let them be shocked and amazed. He keeps on doing it. And so they took Jason. They, 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 they made him pay a heavy fine. And, and, and sometimes you may not be Paul and Silas but, or the convert, but you, you may be Jason, where, where you, you just get accused by association. 
I don't mind being, being in association with people who know how to praise God. If you're going to find me guilty, find me guilty in a group where I've been seen with folk who know how to lift their hands and worship God and, and praise. If, if you really, really want to test my character by judging who I hang out with, look for some folk that know how to give their all to Jesus. You'll find me in the midst of people that understand that we've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. You'll, you'll find me with an understanding that yes, that Jesus made a way for me. Yes, you'll find me with folk that don't mind shouting for the Lord. Oh, you'll shout at a football game. You'll shout at a baseball game. You'll shout for everything else. But, but when it comes to Jesus, I'm talking about shouting for the game of life. The life that he gave so that you might have life and have it more abundantly. That's why I don't mind shouting for the Lord. If that's where you will find me, that's where you'll find me. You'll find me with some folk that's not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Not ashamed of the gospel. And, and, and if we were to take this and encompass the entire theme of this particular word. He says, he said, he said, I, I, when they didn't find him, they, they, they gave him a fine, they, they penalized him, and then let him go. And then, and, and here's, 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 here's the part. Here's the part, church. He says, look here. These folks, not only have they turned the world upside down, Jason, we believe, is harboring them or keeping them and acting contrary to the decrees of Caesar, saying there is another king. Oh my God. When you start acting like, yes, you know what, there is another king in my life, and his name is Jesus, when you start acting upon that, there's some folk who are loyal to Caesar. There's some folk who are loyal to the status quo. There are people who are loyal and faithful to the established governments. Not only governments, but there are some people who are loyal and faithful to circumstances. What I mean by that is circumstances is, 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 is when things happen or, or, or people get sick and they say, well, you know, uh, I, 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 I look at my mother and when I, when I, when I looked at her and, and some of wealthy, she lived a good life. Well, you know, she was living on. They was talking about she was living a good life at 65. They were talking about at, at, at 70, she was living a good life. They said at 75, well, oh, but she had a good life. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. At 80, she was had a good life. At 82, and she was creeping on, got to 82. And, and, and you know what? The thing that got her, mama was fine. The thing that got her is when the doctor told her, here's how powerful words are. When the doctor told her, well, you can't go back to school anymore. You can't. My mother had retired from being a nurse for some 30 some plus years. Decided that she was gonna go back and help other kids and be in the schools. Her heart and joy was being in the schools with young people. 
And she did it for years and years and years, all up into her 80s. And when, when they said, listen, you can't go, but the, the kids are making you sick. The children, the children come in with a cold, you get a cold, and it's harder on you. And so doctor says, I, I, I won't sign this order for you to go back. And so you have to come home. And when mother came home and put her feet up on the couch, that's all she could do, and she would just talk about her kids, talk about them, and talk about, and that's all she could do. That's when the decline took place. As long as she had purpose, as long as she was thriving, as long as she was increasing by giving back, and not only did she give back, but what she got from those young people, being inspired, being, being, being pushed and pressed, even at 80 some odd years old, was driving and doing everything that she wanted to do. But at the moment when she was denied the ability to keep on pressing, to keep on thriving, to keep on growing, that's when her decline took place. And when she sat down, put her legs up, blood clots started to fall. And when the clots started to fall, and then the other things started to happen, respiratory system kicked in, and all of the things that happened to her, because she couldn't do what she was God-given called to do. I'm trying to tell somebody in here that you've got God-given talent and ability. You have an anointing on your life. You are blessed in your life. And God is saying to you, you need to use the gifts that God has placed in you. That you can thrive. And not only when you thrive, others will thrive around you. When you start to give God glory, others will give God glory around you. Go back and see this. The point of this whole message was the fact that while they were preaching, there was an increase. While they were teaching, there was an increase. Not where you thought it would come from, but a place from outside of the realm. While they were still yet teaching, Paul and Silas were giving out a word demonstrating that God is God and he's God all by himself. While they were yet teaching, yet the Greeks who knew not God, the Gentiles who were far from God, the people that had no place with God, they began to hear the word. And when they heard the word, and saw the testimony of Paul and Silas. They accepted Christ for themselves. A great more multitude, more than the Jews were. Don't get upset when folk outside the church begin to shout victory. Don't get upset when there's somebody that tells you, yes, I know Jesus, but my name is not on the roll. Yes, I know Jesus. No, I haven't been baptized. Let me make some clarification here because I need to take you back to Calvary. And if you go back to Calvary, you find that there are two others on the side of Jesus. If you go back to Calvary, they were found guilty of their crimes. But one repented and called on Jesus. Even 
and while on the cross you need to understand that sometimes you're in the midst of your crucifixion you don't have to make it down to the front of the church but you're going through in the midst of your battle you're still in darkness bills are still overflowing you you are still dealing with folk that don't like you yes you on the cross you might as well understand when you can't find a job you are on the cross yes when you're fighting sickness you're still on the cross yes you're going through but i declare that if you call on jesus it's not the water that cleanses you it's not being baptized or sprinkled that cleanses you it's not putting your church or your name on the church roll that cleanses you but calling on jesus he will make a way when you call on jesus he will cleanse you he'll make you whole he will wipe your sins away call on the name of jesus and then when you call on you have an obligation to not stay in the space that he found you in oh did y'all get that one you have an obligation to not stay in the place where he found you don't think just because jesus came down into the muck and mari where you were don't think just because jesus came into the lying den and not lions but the lying den that you were in don't think just because jesus met you in the bar the club or in some blind alley somewhere don't think just because he came and met you where you are in the condition that you are there that you are obligated or that you can stay in that state of mind he said i came that you might have life and have life more abundantly which means you got to move off this mountain you got to get up out of this valley you got to cross over this jordan you got to come up and come out and give god glory and increase thrive don't just survive grow don't stay stagnant even though you might be cut down from time to time come back bigger come back stronger come back bigger than you ever were before the door of the church is open